Hi there. I'm Mark Swallow, and I'm glad you are joining me for today's God Is podcast. Let's get started learning who God is. Thank you for joining me today from wherever you are and by however you listen as we meet together coast to coast here in the United States and all the way around the world. I really appreciate your time because I know you have other things you could be doing right now and many, many other broadcasts and podcasts that are hosted by some very good Bible teachers that you could be listening to. But here you are. Thank you. I'm grateful also to the radio stations that partner with us to bring you God Is. We're on many good stations all over the country. This is a partnership. And so if you listen by radio, always send a letter or an email to your station and let them know you appreciate them and the ministry they have to all of us. And while you are writing, please drop me an email or a note to the post office and let me know you listen to God Is. I will be very grateful if you will do that, and I will write back. Include the call letters of your radio station, or tell me you listen by the God Is podcast. As we dive in here to the providence of God, there is a lot to it. Really, we could spend an extensive amount of time discovering all that God says in the Bible about His providence. But I have chosen to focus our time and attention on two aspects to God's providence— We will spend only a short time on the first and then more time on the second because this second aspect deals directly with evil and sin. We want to look specifically at how the providence of God relates to evil and to sin. But let me begin to define providence this way. By providence, we mean that God preserves everyone and everything he has created. I will repeat that. By providence, we mean that God preserves everyone and everything He has created. It is not just that God has created people and then let us be. It is not just that God has created animals and let them be. It is not just that God created the heavens and the earth and the sun and the moon and the stars and let them be. No, it is also that God preserves or God sustains that which He has created. Our God is actively involved in the creation. This is part of His providence. So God created the first two people, Adam and Eve. Then God preserved them. God sustained them. God was actively involved in each of their lives. Same with the garden God made. Same with the animals God made. I just want to give you six scripture references that prove God's preserving work in who and what he has made. And I will give the references slowly so that you have a chance to write them down. You can also click read along on the podcast and get each day's manuscript if you would like. That's the easiest way to capture each reference and quotation. Just click read along next to each day's podcast accessible on our website, godisministry.org. That's godisministry.org. Let's begin with a great psalm. In Psalm 104, we read about the Lord's faithful care over his creation. Let's listen now to what God does for the creation and what would happen if God stopped caring. This is Psalm chapter 104, verses 28 through 30. 
You give to them, they gather it up. You open your hand, they are satisfied with good. You hide your face, they are dismayed. You take away their spirit, they expire and return to their dust. You send forth your spirit, they are created, and you renew the face of the ground. There is a little back and forth there. For the world that God has created, when he gives it what it needs, the world flourishes. But when God hides his face from the creation, there is dismay and there is death. They expire and return to their dust. Look, if God were to stop being providential, if he were to stop sustaining the water and the mountains and the birds of the heavens and the cattle and the grass and the vegetation and the moon and the sun and the beasts of the field like lions and even crocodiles, if God were to no longer preserve any or all of these, then they are dead. Similarly, listen to Nehemiah chapter 9, verse 6. You alone are the Lord. You have made the heavens, the heaven of heavens with all their host, the earth and all that is on it, the seas and all that is in them. You give life to all of them, and the heavenly host bows down before you. That was Nehemiah 9, 6. You give life to all of them. There it is. Divine providence. God preserves what he has created. One more verse from the Old Testament. Psalm 63, 8. I am reading Psalm chapter 63, verse 8. My soul clings to you. Your right hand upholds me. You know, this will be a perfect verse for those of you who are Christians, but who feel anxious, vulnerable, exposed, and insecure. Cling to God. His right hand will uphold you, dear sister, and you, dear brother. Psalm 63, 8. I said I have six scriptures, and so there are three more, all in the New Testament. Again, proving that God preserves that which, or whom, he creates. Listen to Colossians chapter 1, verse 17. Christ is before all things, and in him all things hold together. Wow! Reading that again to you, I am amazed by this truth. Did you know that Jesus Christ holds all things together? He is the super glue of everyone and everything. He is holding us all together. This is divine providence. Colossians 1.17. Well, get that one memorized. Up next is Hebrews chapter 1 and verse 3. Jesus upholds all things by the word of his power. I tell you, we are dealing with scripture and we are dealing with that which is so powerful Hebrews 1, 3, Jesus upholds all things by the word of his power. And then here is a really very important verse in Acts chapter 17. You will hear me quote from this again. This is Acts 17, verse 28. For in God we live and move and exist. Well, that's in the NASB, but I actually prefer the NIV. 
Do not faint. As you know, I am generally not big on the NIV translation, but here I am. The NIV says, For in God we live and move and have our being. Actually, here the Apostle Paul is quoting a Greek, a Cretan poet, and he uses this awesome line to say that God preserves our life, God sustains our life. Each of us in no way is detached from God. The Lord is actively preserving us. If he were not, we would be dead men and dead women. All right, there are six scriptures at the beginning of our discussion on God's providence. What these show us is that God is near. God is fully engaged in your life and mine. If he were not, we will have come to our end. Every Christian within the sound of my voice must certainly believe in the providence of God. Even pagans think of divine providence. It is interesting. In the last passage I quoted, Acts 17.28, the Apostle Paul quoted the Cretan poet. Let me follow theologian Francis Turretin now and leave you with the conviction some ancient writers had for the providence of God, even though they were not Christians— or even believers in the existence of only one true God. Take, for example, Plato, the Athenian philosopher of ancient Greece. He writes, quote, The gods have a care for all things, small and great. Unquote. There is the echo of a belief in providence, even though he assigns the providence incorrectly. And then Aristotle likely the author of On the Cosmos, quote, What the helmsman in the ship, the charioteer in a chariot, the leader in a choir, the law in a state, the general in an army is, the same is God in the world. I very much like that. Let's also hear from Seneca, the ancient Roman Stoic philosopher. He wrote, Providence is overall and God takes care of us. And speaking of the Romans, Cicero wrote of the providence of God. And in ancient mythology, my goodness, the providence of gods and goddesses is everywhere. We read of midwife providence, in the myth of the birth of Artemis and Apollo. In the story, Artemis was born first, and then she helped her mother. She served as a midwife to her own mom, so that her brother Apollo was born safely. This is all fantasy, but points to this. If the pagans grasped the active involvement of the divine in this world, how much more so should today's Christians take hold of what God says to us in his true and authoritative word? By providence, we mean that God preserves everyone and everything he has created. God is intimately involved in every life. He is reigning and he is ruling. He is in charge and he is in control. He is in the great and in the small. He is in the big picture and in the small picture. All throughout the world, we can trace God's invisible hand. This makes us eternally grateful for God and to God. It is remarkable what he is doing, 
Sometimes we see it and sometimes we do not. But God is active in this world. God is on the move. Well, we're just getting started on this. And I will have more to say when you join me tomorrow, discovering together who God is. Thank you for listening to this God Is podcast. Drop me an email and tell me what you think. Mark at GodIsMinistry.org. That's Mark at GodIsMinistry.org. Please do share this with others and be sure and join me for the next one.